With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey there, my name's Michael Laminato, and this is qualifying day at the 2023 Miami Grand Prix on Pit Pass F1. Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. And on today's episode, Sergio Perez takes pole position ahead of Fernando Alonso and a mixed top 10 after a Charles Leclerc crash truncates the Q3 shootout. The top six cars are all from six different constructors, including Kevin Magnussen in fourth for Haas and Pierre Gasly's Alpine in fifth, while Max Verstappen will start a lowly ninth after making a mistake on his sole lap. But will any of that matter anyway if the rain arrives? The forecast is for showers to circle the area pretty much all day, and given complaints about how the track is already, any moisture could lead to an even more jumbled result. To talk us through it, as it happens from the car park as overnight rain thundered down in Miami, so take that as a sign if you like, it's your host on the ground, Chris Medlin. Hello folks, Chris Medland here coming to you from Miami and I've got to be honest, I don't know where to start today. Let's start with Charles Leclerc because he deserved praise for the job he did in Baku where he took pole position not only for the Grand Prix itself but also for the sprint. So he was quick over one lap on both occasions, did have a little off in sprint qualifying when uh, he was taking pole there. But now he deserves praise for setting up a thrilling race. Now I don't think Leclerc is going to thank me for saying that because it comes at his own cost. He made an error on his first Q3 run today and then another one at Turn 1 on his last run. So he was lying seventh in the standings, felt he had a car quick enough to challenge for pole and was trying to make up for those mistakes and he ended up in the wall at Turn 8 again, as he had yesterday, but this time he'd taken too much curb at Turn 7, lost the rear, spun off at high speed and ended up, ended up going backwards into the wall. So not great. But that red flag that he caused had big consequences. Max Verstappen had made errors on his own first lap uh, in the first sector in Q3, so he aborted his first run, came back into the pits, thought, I'll do it in one go, and he didn't get a second one in because of Leclerc's crash. So Verstappen was out on track on his outlap at the time that Leclerc crashed, and that then meant the red flag ended the session prematurely. So it's P7 for Leclerc and P9 for Verstappen on the grid. That sets it up perfectly because they've got to fight through and it's Sergio Perez who starts from pole position, bouncing back from a tough weekend to get it together when it mattered in qualifying. And that is actually really important. I mentioned it yesterday that he'd have to bounce back and kind of prove that this newfound confidence is translating into results and performances because he'd had it tough on Friday. It didn't get much better in FP3, but by qualifying, he found a way. He says that the track was tricky, he didn't look in the frame, he wasn't comfortable with the car, wasn't driving well, but managed to make some changes going into qualifying that just brought the car alive and he then got the job done. It's a massive chance now for Perez to take the lead of the championship on Sunday with such a mixed up grid. And Leclerc did say on Friday about Red Bull being in another league when it came to race pace, so you would expect Verstappen 
to come through the field. He is targeting P2 as a minimum, he says. But that would still give Perez the championship lead if it saw him win, because he's six points adrift. And even if Verstappen was to get up to second and take a point for the fastest lap, Perez would then have three race wins to Verstappen's two this season. And on countback, that would put him in the championship lead. So a win guarantees Perez the championship lead tomorrow, and he's got every chance of doing it. Now, Verstappen might be hoping for some help from Fernando Alonso to prevent Perez taking the championship lead because Alonso is starting second on the grid alongside the Mexican. Now, we've seen from Alonso before that he gets himself in the mix at the front at the moment but doesn't have the car to really challenge for a victory. And that is something he is saying is kind of going to be the case on Sunday. He's targeting leading a lap but that the race win isn't on his mind because the Aston Martin just hasn't looked second quickest so far which it was in the first few races. It's put Alonso in a good position in third in the championship. And funnily enough, I, I wonder if Verstappen would rather see Alonso win the race, even though he'd still close in in the championship, than Perez doing so because Perez in the same machinery is the bigger threat. Realistically for Alonso, beating Carlos Sainz, who starts in third place, is going to be the aim. And also ensuring Aston Martin outscores Mercedes after a really tough day for George Russell and Lewis Hamilton. Alonso has already referenced that that's got to be his main aim. That's the big opportunity he has because Russell starts in P6 while Hamilton's down in 13th place and he's praying for rain that could well come and spice up proceedings on Sunday. But then Lance Stroll will also be helping for that because he dropped out in Q1 when Aston Martin made an error judging the track evolution. Uh, they thought one run would be enough for the Canadian to make it through to Q2, but the track was getting so much quicker with each passing lap. In the end, he slipped down to the bottom five and was knocked out in Q1. Hamilton didn't get out of Q2, but that was actually more like where the pace of the Mercedes was. George Russell sneaking through in 10th place from Q2 and then all that red flag carnage putting him sixth. But strangely, realistically, the ones out of position there are Russell and Stroll, but for opposite reasons. Now, all of that chaos with the red flag and the end of qualifying and just drivers struggling with cars on this circuit meant that we have the unusual sight of a Haas on the second row. Yes, that's Kevin Magnussen in fourth place alongside Carlos Sainz, starting directly behind Fernando Alonso on the grid. There was a slight threat of a grid penalty at one stage that could have uh, ruined Magnussen's afternoon because there was a bit of confusion with Hamilton in Q1 when Hamilton was closing in very quickly at the end of the long back straight towards the hairpin at turn 17. Uh, Magnussen was going slowly on the racing line. Hamilton then had to take evasive action and actually touch the wall as he made sure he avoided running into the back of Magnussen. But that was dismissed because the stewards pointed out Hamilton wasn't on a flying lap. He was actually on an in lap and trying to hurry back to the pits so he had enough time to do another lap because he needed it to get out of Q1. So there was no kind of argument for impeding there because it wasn't a timed lap that Hamilton was on but also that Magnussen had a car in front of him also going slowly uh, and was winding up to start a flying lap himself so kind of a miscommunication and just a misjudgment of the closing speeds really that led to that so uh, that investigation was dismissed and that meant Magnussen keeps his fourth place so that's good stuff for him because it's a very exciting prospect for Haas at their home race chasing big points but Magnussen does start from the dirtier side of the grid. This could be really important on Sunday. The track is very slippery offline, low grip offline because it's a new surface, so it was lower grip than expected 
going into this weekend, it needed time to bed in and to get rubber laid down, but that rubber gets laid down only on the racing line. So the grid slots that are on the racing line are the odd numbered slots, P1, P3, P5, etc. So those drivers are hoping to benefit, and Magnussen knows he's not really that likely to stay too high up the order. Pierre Gasly is the first threat to him from fifth on the grid, and Gasly actually said that he didn't want Magnussen getting a grid penalty because he was happy starting fifth rather than fourth, thinking he's still got the pace in his car to get ahead of the Haas. But George Russell's struggles probably mean that Magnussen could well keep a Mercedes at bay if it's dry. Now I say if it's dry because the weather's already a big talking point in Miami. There's a 60% chance of rain on Sunday. There's rain around Saturday night here as well right now with thunderstorms in the area. And the track surface is already really tough, even when it's dry. As I mentioned, the difference between online and offline uh, has caused a lot of issues for a number of drivers. I mean, that led to the crash that the clerk had uh, yesterday more than today. But Verstappen's errors as well can probably be, be put down to that as well. So uh, all drivers are getting caught out by that if they just get slightly offline. But the bitumen levels near the track surface, due to it being a new surface, could also mean any rain makes it particularly slippery because it won't just get washed away, it will sit there on the surface. Normally, a circuit would be sort of power blasted, high pressure with water to clear that away uh, when it's new. But they didn't have the time to do that here in Miami and, and had some issues with trying to do that when they first set the circuit up last year before resurfacing it this year. So they were being a bit more careful. So if it gets very slippery, it won't be quite like Turkey in 2020, for anyone who remembers that race, where it was almost like the drivers were driving on ice in damp conditions, even so in, in dry conditions there. But it will be hugely tough with the walls ready to punish any mistakes. You can't afford to get it wrong, certainly in the first sector, but on the exit of so many corners, a snap of oversteer or a slide, and you're going to hit some concrete. So uh, it could be really, really difficult for the drivers out there. Or if the downpours are particularly heavy, like there have been some tonight, then that could lead to uh, a red flag, perhaps. So we're in for a chaotic race. It all adds to the excitement before a race that doesn't need any extra hype. But there will also be more before the race gets started because the drivers are going to be presented to the fans pre-race before the national anthem here in Miami with some big names from the music industry doing that so there's going to be plenty to tune in for uh, ahead of the Grand Prix and then through it and I'll bring you all of the latest that happens afterwards tomorrow. Thanks very much to Chris Medland who so far managed to stay largely dry this weekend. Let's see how that goes tomorrow. Make sure you don't miss an update from Miami this weekend by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts. And you can visit us at pitpassmotorsports.com. You can keep up to date too with developments from the paddock all weekend long by following Chris on social media. Just check the link in the show description. My name's Michael Laminato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.